I just had the weirdest fucking dream. It was March 9th, 2020. Seemed like a normal day. Everything was pretty normal in the dream, at least. And then it, it like got real foggy. It, you know, it felt like I was about to wake up. And then it just seemed like it went to a really deep part of the dream. And then all of a sudden, it was June 28th, 2021. Life is a trip, man. You know what I think that calls for? A proper welcome back. 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 Fucking jam, dude. Yeah. It's June 28th, 2021. Welcome back, baby. And welcome back indeed. (coughs) Welcome back indeed. It is, dude. It's episode 39. It's June 28th, 2021. It's uh, in this exact moment, I'm recovering from a bong rip. So I was going to ask, how are you feeling, dude? I feel good. Dude, I feel good too. That's why I asked cuz I wanted you cuz I wanted to say that I felt good after you said that you felt good. <laughs> I just want to take I'm going to take the clip of you really fast right there you said I wanted you. I wanted and then you kept going but I'm just going to take that clip of you saying that you wanted me. <laughs> make it make it the text tone for when I hit you up. I want you. I want I want you. Text message. Oh man. I love that. Dude. Well, how you doing, dude? I'm I'm doing great, dude. It's June twenty eighth. Uh spirits are high. Fucking uh I don't know, man. It's good to be back. It's good to be uh talking into a microphone again. The time is right. It is. The time is right. It feels good, you know, like uh we've kind of entered this a, a new hope, I guess. It's like Star Wars. We've entered a new episode. And, you know, there may be crazy Darth Vader type shit happening in the future. We don't know. It's, there's going to be people losing their arm from time to time. But, yeah, that, that's life, you know? Sometimes you lose an arm. Sometimes you kiss your sister. You know, things are fucking crazy <laughs> out there. <laughs> yeah, Star Wars references on point sometimes your uncle gets burnt to a crackly crisp <laughs> dude that just sometimes it happens it happened to me in real life uncle owen uh, <laughs> my uncle owen uh oh man and uh 
Have you seen those uh, action figures that are the Uncle Owen action figures of just a charred skeleton inside of like a oh Star Wars packaging? <laughs> and it, oh on the packaging, God. I want that. It says Uncle Owen. <laughs> Dude. Honestly, Classic. I want that. Uh, I In my head, I keep thinking the ant's name is the name of those cookies with the Auntie, Auntie M's or whatever. Oh, or yeah. The, I keep think I keep thinking of the cookies. You're talking about famous Amos? <laughs> no, the famous Amos, not her. Uh, <laughs> no, dude. not her. Heinous Amos? No, I, that's the other aunt. I just met her. Oh man, yeah, it does feel good. It feels good to get real stoned right before talking into a microphone. That you know, it's. I had to I had to get past this thing. I had the, it was in my dream, you know. I had like a Martin Luther King style dream. Yeah. And uh well, in I- that dream I did. I had to I had to get past the idea of I, like I freak myself out about what I talk about into a microphone as a joke that one day maybe someone might take me serious. Well, there's always that. I mean, you and I talked about it, dude. It's it's one of those things that, like, you know, it's awesome to, like, uh, document and chronicle some, like, really gnarly, pivotal times in one's life. But at the same time, it's also some not the business sometimes. Like, it's just not. Oh, I know. You know? But, uh, you know, I do have an announcement, Shane, that I'd like to make to everybody. I know that we've got people that are, uh, that are hopefully pretty stoked to hear an, an episode come out. Um, but the last time that we did some episodes, um, I was going through a nice long tea break. I was going through a period in which I just did not smoke any weed at all for like a six month period. And yeah. you, uh, I, when you said tea break, I thought you were mean like a break from trannies, like a tea break. Oh, no, not a tranny break, dude. No, no, like a THC okay. break. And uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'd I, like to announce yeah. to everybody that that is officially over. So I took a nice a big old rip off the chugger not right before this episode started That's, and I'm proud to say it. So something I've always been proud of is like the names of our bongs over all the years. And like it all springs off of even like way back in the day like um Marcel and them had a Voltron and like all the crazy ones and like I have a Tron Carter but dude chugger Dude, truck or the chuggernaut is such a good name for a piece. The chuggernaut, dude. That I was uh, thoroughly impressed when I heard you say that earlier. Why, thank you. Why, thank you. Honestly, it's great. Uh, You know, I went through a long period where, like, dude, I fucking i i I love weed in regards to like uh, the certain introspective nature of smoking, right? Like, kind of how it makes me see from different lenses that I wouldn't normally. And it'd been a while since I had been like sober off of weed for an extended period of time, you know? So it was very nice yeah. to like get back to a baseline and then reintroduce weed and really pick apart the things that you enjoy and what it does enhance and what you do like about it. And it just kind of like, it changed my relationship with it in a, in a positive way. You know, I, I like that. Yeah, man. <clears throat> uh, well, it's good to have you back. Oh, it- it's good to be back, man. It, you know, it it wasn't like it was bad to not have you, though. So, it, I don't know. To say it's good to have you back doesn't actually hold any value. 
But yeah, if you're feeling good and you're fucking controlled, especially what you're after, I think that's the beauty of smoking as an adult is like it's it's not fun anymore. Like it's a hundred percent necessary for specific reasons. And it's either that or it has to be like a hundred percent recreational. I don't think there's an in between. I yeah. Don't, I don't use it for like a little bit of demons and a little bit of party. But maybe there are those people, and that's cool. I guess everyone kind of has their own relationship with it. Yeah. And but. and it's not a you know I think ultimately what I wanted to get at was that it's not a permanent relationship. It's a it's a relationship that can be mended and can be fucking changed and can be altered in ways that further suit you when you're in different periods of your life. Dude, you're you're dead on, and on the permanent relationship too. It's crazy because. Not all relationships are permanent. And in 2010, on this day, Sandra Bullock and Monster Garage's Jesse James <laughs> had to get a divorce after five years of marriage. Oh, the segue is on point, dude. That's why people tune in, dude. That's why people tune in, Shane. That's what I'm talking about, man. You know, <laughs> you know what the best part about that is, is that... We were just in the conversation, and so I have like the on this day folder pulled up. I definitely do, but you had said permanent relationship, and immediately it was like I clicked on divorces. And, oh, let's immediate. open this tab, and then I'm like Sandra Bullock divorces Monster Garage's host Jesse James, <laughs> which by the way he was 40 and she was 45. Good for him. Yeah, nice, nice nice uh you know 1997 was a good year this was a year in which puff daddy and faith evans started a three-week run at number one on the uk singles chart with i'll be missing you released in memory of fellow bad boy records artist notorious big who was murdered on march 9th the song in peace the song sampled r.i.p the song sampled the melody of the police hit every breath you take I'll yeah, dude, uh, them, per them performing that, them performing that at the MTV Awards, uh, forever in my mind, with Sting playing the bass and singing the hook. Yeah, it dude. was sick. Yeah, and then everyone came out and cried. It was good. It was good. The ratings were high. I don't know. 90? I was trying to think of a, a joke out of it, and I didn't really have anything. It was just it was weird to watch i was probably so young too that well, it, it doesn't actually remember dude, speaking of high in uh 1997 <laughs> as well uh pink floyd album dark side of the moon spent its 1056 week on the u.s albums chart it was rumored at the time that if the album was played while watching the wizard of oz movie and started exactly when the mgm lion roared the third time during the movie's intro very interesting connections would be made between the two um i've i've done it have you yeah you've done it shane like uh i think we all up. did it yeah i feel like i have i don't know no i feel like the version i watched was like a early youtube yeah and it was like already lined up and shit though i don't think i ever did like the record and the movie and you have to like line it up perfect i'm trying to think back i don't think but then something else inside of me tells me that like Travis and Peter Corzine back in the day did this and I was there. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's a trip. It there's definitely some like 
scenes that like match up with the music and stuff. But I feel like in all due respect, I could line up pretty much any album and any movie and we can start drawing some lines of stuff that line up over the course of, you know what I mean? 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah, dude. I like to line up, uh, Oh man, I fucked that up. I was going to say, I was trying to think of like a good movie and then I was about to say basketball and it was like, oh, this won't be funny for the punchline. But then I was going to use like Kid Cuddy or something, just something stupid. Uh, It'll be good. I can't wait for my joke to land that's going to land somewhere later in this episode. Until then, it's going to be a (laughs) bunch of fucking almost and then me being baked enough to point out my fuck ups and my fumbles. Dude, you got to swing. You got to swing. Gonna be back, you, baby. Oh, you, you know me, dude. I swing at everything. You miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. You yeah, Michael me? Scott. I heard that quote from him. But you had mentioned Pink Floyd, and in '68, uh, on this day, June 28th, uh, Pink Floyd released their second album. Uh, it's both the last Pink Floyd album in which uh, Sid Barrett would appear, uh, the only studio album which all five members contributed. Uh, the album Sleeve was uh, what it designed by Hypnosis, a new company formed by the band's uh, friends Storm Thurgeson. That's a dope name, dude. Storm Thurgeson and yeah. a- Aubrey Poe Powell. Yeah, but they started it. And uh, that's cool. it seemed like Pink Floyd likes this date a lot. Yeah, it's a it's a Pink Floyd date, which I think is pretty dope, you know, but. Uh, speaking of dope names, there was also some deaths on this day, Shane. Uh, and there is no doper of a name than this name right here. Take me out. That's right, Franz Ferdinand. Take me out. <laughs> R.I.P. Franz Ferdinand. Yeah, dude. There. There uh, were some weird ones. There's some uh also who died on this, this day. day. Yeah, or fucked. There's, James Madison. Yeah, there's an ex-pres. There's an ex-president. Yeah. And then you can't forget uh Prasanta Chandra Mahalanobis. <laughs> you can't forget them. I know, and that was a big issue too cuz I mean, we were born when 86 and 87 and he had died in 72. Yeah. So it was still a buzz. Oh yeah. Uh I honestly don't know if I have ever heard that man's name until today. Well, now you have RIP my dude. What a handsome looking Indian man. I liked his hairline. It was pretty good. Yeah. He's got good. Speaking of hairlines, dude. He he ain't dead yet, but he's dying soon. But he ain't dead yet. Maybe that career and that arm's dead, but John Elway, 60. <laughs> R.I.P. John Elway out there with fucking car dealerships, still working for the Broncos. What a guy. Uh, for hims. Dude, yeah, he's fucking, uh, he uses for hims for sure. Oh, dude. He's got to use for hims because you know who he's fucking on her birthday? Kathy Bates, oh, dude. 72 oh. years old. What a legend Kathy Bates is. Uh, loved her work in the office, of course. I'm a big fan. Uh, <laughs> loved her work in uh, Misery. Yeah, is that where she breaks the, the dude's the legs? legs? Yeah. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that's a classic role of hers, but what, oh, what an absolute man. legend. You know who? That's where, uh, where my head went immediately was that scene. Dude, you want to know who else's birthday it is? And I want everybody out there, all of you motherfucking, you crypto killers, uh, my fellow crypto killers, uh, tomorrow is Daddy Elon, or today is Daddy Elon's birthday. And it's Papa, I want you guys to do me a favor and go check the price of Dogecoin because on Elon's birthday, it's going up. Doge is going up, baby. You think in this moment, you know, since we're recording, we have no real prediction other than just, you know, the fact that for some reason Twitter can adjust prices of currency. But in this world we live in, yeah, is Papa going to do it? You know, is Papa going to do it? Happy birthday, Daddy. Dude, and the original Daddy, we've got John Weasley. Wesley, dude, Weasley, dude, it's it's Wesley, and he is a daddy. But you know who else is a stone cold daddy? It's Henry the Eighth over here, dude. It's Henry the Eighth's birthday, guys. And Henry the Eighth, if you don't know, is the motherfucker of the King Henrys. He uh, has some. Uh, he does have a weed strain named after him, if I'm, I'm not mistaken, as well. I know that there's King Louis. I'm pretty sure that there's some King Henry out there somewhere, the eighth. But this is the guy that uh, ended up chopping off like a bunch of his. Uh, instead of getting divorced, he just chopped off all of his wife's heads, and he just like got married like a shitload of times and just kept chopping off heads. That you was know, as uh, is tradition. Yeah, just out there like slaying in multiple ways. Henry and, the eighth, you know, and the original Slayer. Well, he could have been the original Slayer. But the one that's slaying, and somehow, you know, and we knock on wood, still slaying. That in the midst of this recording being released on this beautiful Monday, that nothing happens to a sweet old soul anytime soon. Because let me tell you, he's next on death's list. <laughs> Mel Brooks, dude. I mean, it sucks to say it that way, but homie's 94 years dude, old. and uh, 94, and, and he looks like a broken in catcher's mitt. Dude, and what a fucking legend, dude. Like, talk about a sense of humor that resonates inside of my fi- every fiber of my being. Like, everything oh, the that... Sla- he's the slayer. Every- he's one of my favorite Jays. Yeah. He's a slayer. Everything he's- that I think is funny is, like, wrapped around a lot of the media that this guy has created. Oh, yeah everything um i'm you know i i would we don't even need to talk about it he, he's insane no well, we do need, we, wait, we don't need to talk insane. about his resume if you don't know who mel brooks is just like there's a couple movies Dude, that just space balls yeah, man sp- just who blazing uh, where saddles, do we even start blazing oh young frankenstein dude yeah we don't need to talk about this uh we, He'll get his own episode sooner or later. We do need to talk about this because also Robin Hood Men in Tights, which is uh, the connection there. Uh, Not only did Mel Brooks put on, and this is something that we need to talk about for real. He put on Richard Pryor, like Mel in on a feature film. Like it was Dave Chappelle and then picked out Dave Chappelle as a fucking 20 year old kid to be in Robin Hood Men in Tights. And now those two dudes, Richard Pryor and Dave Chappelle are inarguably Dead. the two most legendary comedians of all time. Like the best to ever do. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, absolutely. I don't even think it could be well, argued. And like the fact. I mean, everyone, everyone that he picked out. You oh, know, yeah. like there was, there was a lot, but like just look at that, dude. You know what I mean? And also in a time like straight up, especially with Pryor, when, you know, racial tensions in this country were, you know, obviously in a place that were different than they are today, but still like, you know what I mean? It's something that that needs to be talked about. Like, 
it's not a surprise that two of the best comedians of all time are fucking black dudes. You know what I mean? That have a tie-in with a very specific like comedian mastermind in regards to like television and film history. Mel Brooks, dude. Yeah, it's, and both those comedians too, just so before their time. Oh, one hundred percent. Just in everything they've said, but I don't know. To me, it's almost like it because Richard Pryor, like I, well, for me, like Richard Pryor, I imagine him too in some of his later years, like scooting around in one of those uh, like uh, electric wheelchairs, like Tom Cruise, not the actor Tom Cruise, but the the hover round owner yeah but i you know i it's hard to not picture him like that and it you can almost you can almost hear him just scooting on up you get it's almost like he's pulling into the comedy store right now with it and he's oh my god that's i'm so sorry richard but that's not that's not richard fryer dude that's the meat a lot of motherfucking minute i honestly thought it was richard and it wasn't. And I'm sorry, Richard, for having to use you as a segue joke, but you're a beautiful soul. Well, I'm to be honest, you know, and no disrespect, I'm kinda glad that it's not because I've been looking forward to this Michelada for a fucking a New York minute. Cheers to you, my friend. Yeah. And I, I only used yeah, cheers, cheers. Everyone. And you know the drill. Uh every episode is brought to you with the power and the love and the the joy and the seasonings and the spices of a michelada. And uh, it's it's not winter anymore, so there's no excuses. It's macho, michelada season, everybody. Oh, it's the fucking hottest day in Seattle, uh, greater area history uh, in the past X amount of years right now. My balls are sweating. So, Shane, we like to talk about the micheladas we drink on here. I'm going to shout out Golden Road. Their chelada carts are fucking ridiculous. Love the pineapple. Love the mango. But they, there's a new bad boy on the block, and it's the guava michelada. Yeah, no, I gotta try. I gotta try that so bad. I, I did not know that I needed this in my life, and it's everything that I needed and a little something like the clamato. Tomato, I don't want to wait. Spices. It goes well with guava. Dude, honestly, it sounds so fucking good, and uh, yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm gonna try it. I'm. I'm going to have multiple eventually. When I can get my hands on it, I'm sure I can go to a BevMo or a Total Wine and More and find them. But, you know, I, I didn't want to uh, spring too far off, too, because, you know, we were talking about Mel Brooks and the people that he kind of put on and stuff. But somebody else that is uh, very tied in with the gentleman is our person that we're going to party with from the past. And that's Gene motherfucking Wilder. Just... Another legend. Uh, this might be my legend. favorite episode because we are talking my language, Shane. We're talking Mel Brooks, Richard Pryor, Dave Chappelle, Gene Wilder. You know, I really like the segue that you just used because I was going to say, like, you know, the only thing I like better than micheladas is chocolate, like a chocolate river, baby. Uh, <laughs> try to make the Willy Wonka tie in here with Gene Wilder uh, and it yeah. being our party with people of the past. But, uh, gene wilder not only being willy wonka but also in blazing saddles so that's the big fucking tie-in as well as being in young frankenstein as well um, the, the only thing i like more than michelada is a good old-fashioned midget and that's why gene wilder and willy wonka are, are <laughs> no. 
or Frankenstein yeah, movies. Man. Who knows? But like, oh, dude. But let's talk about uh, Gene Wilder for a second. Gene Wilder, R.I.P. is very much a, a legend in his own right. He's been nominated for countless awards, uh, no, nominated for Academy Award for the producers, nominated for Golden Globes, uh, nominated for uh, Young Frankenstein Adapted Screenplay Academy Award. Uh, he's got all sorts of um, credentials, I guess you could say, but he was born in 1933, died in two, 2016. So he's been dead for five years on August 29th. It's almost like he never left, though. I mean... No, I don't know. Yeah, he's he's gone. Well, I was just looking at this. I mean, starting in 1967, let's just go through it. Like, Bonnie and Clyde, the producers... Uh, start the revolution without me. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Everything you always wanted to know about sex. Uh, that seems like a weird movie to see with him, though. Uh, fucking Blazing Saddles, Little Princess, Young Frankenstein, The Adventures of Sherlock Holmes, uh, Silver Streak. Jesus. Uh, what else we got? The Frisco Kid, The World's Greatest Lover. Sunday Lovers, Stir Crazy, Hanky Panky, The Woman in Red, Haunted Honeymoon, See No Evil, Hear No Evil, Funny About Love. Uh, there's still more. There's we could, we could keep going, really, but these are just movies that are fucking... They, they held up. Yeah, dude. He died in uh, at the age of 83. I mentioned in 2016. Uh, on August 29th. Actually, from complications from alzheimer's disease uh he had knowledge he kept his knowledge of his condition private but had been diagnosed three years prior to his death his nephew said that it was uh not as was so as not to sadden fans of willy wonka and the chocolate factory stating the decision to wait until this time to disclose his condition wasn't vanity but more so that the countless young children that would smile or call out to him there's willy wonka would not have to be exposed to an adult referencing illness or trouble and causing delight to travel uh, or delight to travel to worry, disappointment or confusion, which to me seems kind of weird. Like everybody that was a kid when Willy Wonka or knew Gene Wilder as Willy Wonka is an adult and understands that bullshit happens. But uh, <laughs> I just thought that was such a funny tangent. Yeah, like I, <laughs> I had to read it because it was right there in front of me. No, absolutely. It is one of those things where you're almost just like, ah, you just have to shrug it off in the moment and be like, if that's what you want. Yeah. I don't know. He, uh, he seems, I, you know, as much as I want to hang out with Gene Wilder, that's the problem, too, about some of these actors that are legends. Sometimes they become legends because in my head, they're just trapped in characters. So it is like, a, you know, if, if you could hang out with Willy Wonka, dude, that elevator. Where are we going, dude? Dude, I just want some of them no gravity bubbles. You feel me, dude? Dude, but uh, imagine getting high with them. That's why, just dude. That's kind of what I'm thinking. The circumstances would be. I'm thinking like edible, some edible sweets. I'm thinking like at a comedy club. Okay, we got fucking crazy like legend comedians. Obviously, let's let's just imagine it's like you said earlier, the comedy store. You're there. It's the 70s. Richard Pryor's going on tonight. You're chilling with uh, Gene Wilder. You're drinking booze. You're fucking, you know what I mean? Chopping it up. Mitzi's chopping it up, literally. Yeah, physically. Yeah. 
take some cocaine. <laughs> Gene, welcome. Take some cocaine. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, that's what that's kind of what I imagined an evening with Gene Wilder being like. And we always like to paint a picture of what we think partying with this person would be like. And like it's just a what a legend, man. What a legend. If we're thinking of people from the past uh that we'd like to party with, how could we not mention this guy's name? I mean, it's in his name. Wilder. <laughs> He's wild, man. Who's wilder than Gene Wilder? Come on, tell me. Dude, tell me. I've got a list of at least a couple people a little wilder. <sighs> You're right. That's the, yeah, that's the problem with Gene. Is Gene's, Gene was the cool white guy because he was really surrounded with some of the funniest black dudes in all of Hollywood or New York or D.C., really. They're scattered areas, but he was the token white guy for sure. I love that, though. I mean... He had that little Jerry curl too. Dude, that, he did. He did. Uh, that shit looked good. It was tight. That was tight. That shit looked real good. Well, uh, but his Jerry curl kind of gave me a pudge. And the thing, <laughs> the thing with that is that there's no better segue in the idea of a pudge than one of my favorite baseball players, maybe of all time, and. This may come as a surprise, but a lot of it was when you're a, a kid playing baseball, you surround your mental capacity with the people that play the position that you love. And all uh, jokes aside, uh, I I grew up a catcher. And um, <laughs> man, that's just like the funniest quote ever to me. Because <laughs> there's so many jokes. I grew up a I grew catcher. Up a catcher. Yeah, uh, but it was, you know, uh, Pudge, man, that dude was one of the most insane catchers, and it was just so much fun to watch, and that just takes us right to our list of, and we're going to go with a little list of our favorite baseball players, and this is new and old, uh, but yeah, you know. Uh, I'll just start it off with a bang. We'll just go uh, Ivan Rodriguez, man, Pudge. Yeah, that's a that's an awesome choice. I mean, given the legend of a ball player, he is another one that we have to mention too, which this one's more of just a universal, but it's uh, fucking the legend, Ken Griffey Jr. Oh, yeah. Legend dude. Seattle Mariner, obviously had a stint on the Reds as well. But uh, every, every kid wanted to bat like Ken Griffey, dude. Yeah. That, Oh my gosh. Came in rookie of the year, just exploded uh in the early nineties, was the biggest thing in baseball, hands down. Uh especially during a period in which baseball w really needed it. Yeah, and you know, even too the way that his his fame and the hype and stuff, it it very much resembles and we'll throw him in. I know he was gonna be an honorable mention, but we'll throw him in on just the normal list in general. Cause uh just the hype that was so around Ken Griffey Jr. is so relatable to the hype that's around like a Mike Trout. Oh yeah, in in today's uh, baseball, best player in baseball, hands down. That's coming from a Dodgers fan, and uh, he's already a Hall of Famer. He's already a All Ballot Hall of Famer. You know what I mean? Like just Albert would argue that Albert would argue, but yeah, 
Well, you know, well, Albert's just lining up to win another ring this year. So just fucking, <laughs> what's he know? <laughs> yeah, what's yeah, what's he know? Uh, but oh, I know, but it's so savage. I, obviously, Ken Griffey Jr. is the universal one, but the one I'm going to throw on there is uh, this one's the homestand in me. Clayton Kershaw, dude, I got to throw out Clayton Kershaw. Fucking legendary pitcher. He finally won a fucking ring. He finally won a World Series. He finally put together and strung together some good playoff performances. And uh, yeah, it 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 no matter like a hundred percent came down to that was can he just close in the or not literally close, but can he fucking produce in the playoffs? Yes, and he struggled for a while there to be honest, you know. But it's I I look at it the same way as like. Like uh, it's Mike. I, I look at it the same way as I look at Mike Trout. Like he's such a a phenom at his position in modern day baseball that it goes against all that baseball stands for for them not to win championships in their career. So like the fact that Kershaw finally did is great. And like as a Dodger fan, I want to see fucking Trout win a World Series. In he's the best player. He deserves to fucking win a World Series, man. Yeah. No, I definitely, I, I can agree with that, no doubt. Uh, he's one of those players that I think at the end of all of it, unless the Angels put together like a fucking five-year run right now, where people are going to look at him and go, how did he not have more? If he only has one or if he only has two, yeah. whatever, he's definitely going to be one of those guys that they go, wait, huh? Because well, if you look at all of his numbers next to just the idea of how many championships they've won. Yeah you know i just don't think it's you know it's there's not much of an excuse you got otani you got fucking trout uh you just gotta spend some money on some pitching uh Artie moreno just get it done and you fucking you can get some playoff love come on man come on Artie. come on, come on Artie. Come on, Art. well I, I mean you know he's got trout which is the best player but in my own personal opinion uh the best player possibly ever uh to have walked earth and possibly walked elsewhere we just don't know. Chipper Jones. Yeah, baby. Yeah, Braves legend, Chipper Jones. That's my boy. Third baseman, That's, right? Uh, Third baseman? Uh, yeah. And then, you know, later on, he kind of slowed down. We I know they a, threw him a little second, second right? a little bit. Little and they, you know, they kind of move him over once in a while. But he, uh, uh, dude, just a legend. Just a legend. And for me, it was like, I, I feel like I grew up with his entire career was in all the years up until you know we became adults and now we're in our 30s and we're doing this like whole new fandom of sports where now we have the time again to love sports but there were some big chunks where like you know shows it was shows being out playing shows just friday night saturday nights you're always out doing stuff you know like there's so many days of the week that we just weren't at home and so during those years you kind of miss out on a lot of whatever the fuck was going on and then now it's kind of cool because it's all back again. But for me, when it was growing up and it was like that, you know, you watch every fucking game and it, this was after baseball practice, too. So you're feeling it. It was those Braves games, dude. Those fucking Turner broadcasts, dude. Thanks for the thanks for the fucking feed, baby. Yeah. Ted Turner just making it happen. He's giving it everywhere, dude. He's helping. He's helping the world. And you remember the Cubs on WGN? Yeah, dude, when you stay home from school, you can watch Prices Right and you can watch Cubs game. It was fucking sick. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I do remember that as a kid. That's fucking wild, man. 
and you put on channel two and you jack off through the fuzz dude (laughs) was that a nipple dude it's almost like you're on acid dude i mean you're absolutely right shane and that brings us directly to the last person on our list of and uh this one was a hands-down consensus between shane and i coming in uh definitely not last but not least is the main man doc ellis yeah i had mentioned chipper jones not uh just walking on earth and possibly going to space but it's reported and fully documented that doc ellis has indeed been in space while playing baseball while throwing a no hitter yeah while throwing a no hitter and that's what he's famous for is something called the uh the infamous acid no-no you know what and and just on that note we're we're gonna slug in some audio right here and then we're gonna pick back up on him after but just listen to this audio and it's really gonna if you don't know about doc ellis that we don't even need to catch you up anymore so uh, we'll see you in a second all i could tell was if they was on the right side or the left side as far as seeing the target the catcher put tape on his fingers so i could see the signals but as far as seeing the, the, the batter themselves, I didn't really see who they were. The opposing team and my teammates, they knew I was high, but they didn't know what I was high on. They didn't really see it, but I had the acid in me, and I didn't know what I looked like with that acid. I had lost all concept of time. It was easier to pitch with the LSD because I was so used to medicating myself. That's the way I was dealing with the fear of failure. You know, if Doc's pitching, you know it's high. How high is it? I pitched every game in the major leagues under the influence of drugs. Well, there you have it. Uh, the The acid was in him. You heard him too. He didn't pitch a single game in the MLB, not on some kind of drug. It's just nobody knew what it was. But now it's 2021. And we know exactly what it was. And not this guy was such a stone cold gangster. He was once quoted as saying, I'm as high as a Georgia pine. And Doc, you're you're all the doc I need. I just want to tell you, you're my doctor, Doc Ellis. You're my life doctor. And the fact that you uh you've gotten as high as a Georgia pine just takes us to our Strain of the episode. The strain of the episode. Georgia Pine. Hybrid. 50% straight down the middle. Georgia Pine's a rare, evenly balanced hybrid with a 50% indica and 50% sativa. It's a strain created through crossing Killer Queen G13 and Williams Wonder. Although hard to come by, this bud is infamous for its super sweet, earthy pine smell and a flavor that has a notable hit of candid watermelon in each fruity exhale. Georgia pine buds have 
tiny, super tight, minty green nugs with sparse orange hairs and a thick, frosty coating of tiny, bright white crystal trichomes. There's not much known about the Georgia Pine High other than a few choice patient reviews, but there's a general consensus that is very well balanced in nature, hitting both mind and body with a powerful potency. Thanks to these effects, the high 80 to 20% average THC levels, Georgia Pine is said to be the perfect for treating conditions such as chronic pain, inflammation, muscle spasms, headaches, and even migraines. I'm as high as a Georgia Pine. Georgia Pine, you heard it there. What a strain. What a fucking uh, Doc Ellis t- t- tied in. Just you, He was the glue to the last 20 f- fucking minutes, it feels like. And I just love, I love him. I love everything about it. It straight up feels great to be back. It, uh, you know, that dream was wild, and I hope I never have a dream like that again. And, uh, it it's a wild one. I don't even like you said, Tim. Life's a trip, man. Life's a trip. Just like always, though, we're gonna take you out with our boy. He's uh he's filling our life with uh, words of wisdom and uh, things to think about. While you're doing whatever you're doing here, yeah. So take it away. When did God start caring about any of us? Jeff Goldblum. Welcome back, y'all. Don't forget to like and subscribe, share, uh, do whatever, uh, hit the bells. I've been hearing people talk about that. Hit the bell up in the corner if you're watching it on, I don't know, just, just do whatever. Tell someone, Chud Babies Unite.